You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 383, Learning to Think Differently. Pastor Craig Groeschel says this, Our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Listen to that again. Our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Where are your thoughts taking you? The Apostle Paul said this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's Philippians 4.8. You know, our thoughts are always taking us somewhere. Often, they're even taking us places that we don't want to go. That's why Paul said again, and this was in 2 Corinthians 10, he said, We must take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The results of not taking our thoughts captive, well, they're terrible. I mean, think about it. You can end up in an improper relationship because you don't control your thoughts. You can give way to worry and anxiety in your life. I've done this. Maybe you have too. You you think about, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? And it's all worry and fear-based. But because I haven't taken my thoughts captive, that worry and anxiety comes in and fills me. Or maybe we we, we don't understand the power of the forgiveness of Jesus and and we allow the guilt and, and these feelings that we really aren't forgiven to come into our minds, and, and now that, that guilt from the past is occupying our thoughts today. We can allow depression to set in. Of course, there's, there's depression's a big subject, and it can come in many different forms, but one of the forms is by not taking our thoughts captive. We can allow an offense to destroy a friendship. How many times has this happened? Why haven't they returned my text? Why haven't they returned my call? Why, why, why were they short with me when, when we were talking? Why were they impatient? Why didn't they smile at me? Um, why did they say that thing? And, and, and we allow an offense to come in, and if we don't take our thoughts captive, we can ruin a friendship. Our thoughts can lead us either into darkness or into light. You know, one of the keys to shifting the way that we think, learning to think differently, is, is a spiritual transformation. There's practical things we can do. Even people who aren't Christians learn how to think differently. But when we add the spiritual dynamic, when we, we, we adopt this idea of, of a spiritual transformation, um, we allow our, our minds to be renewed 
um, and we become transformed. Paul said we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. In other words, as we renew our minds, as we think differently, our lives are transformed. Paul said this in Colossians 3. He said, set your minds on the things above where Christ is, seated with Christ and God. Now that's interesting because you often hear people say, don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And it sounds like a nice little phrase, but the Bible doesn't say that. Paul said, set your minds on the things above, not the things that are on earth. Set your minds on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. You know, you don't accidentally drift or or fall into the life that God has for you. There has to be this idea of, of living intentionally. And the way we live intentionally is we learn to think differently. And so in just a minute, that's what we're going to be talking about. Don't go away. We'll be we'll be right back. I'm going to give you four practical things that will help you to learn to think differently. But before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Actionable Intelligence. Actionable Intelligence is the third book in the exciting Chuck McCain series. Uh, people often ask me, well, who's Chuck McCain? Well, yeah, you pick up one of the books and you'll find out pretty quick. He is... Uh, the main character in this series of novels. These are action-adventure, thriller-type novels, some really, really powerful and dynamic uh, action scenes, great character development. Uh, People love the characters that that, that I've created in these books. And if you like a fast-paced, exciting story that's like something that jumps out of the headlines, um, I encourage you to to check out Actionable Intelligence. Uh, This story, the, 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 the... basic plot of this one is there's a big terrorist attack against a group of Americans and some others in London. And from there, uh, we've got Chuck and the other guys on his team trying to track down the bad guys. So click on click on the link. The beauty of Amazon is you can read part of the book and get an idea if you might, you know, something you might enjoy. I think you will. So click on the link, uh, read the free excerpt, and then by all means pick up your copy. You can get a paperback version or an ebook. So, actionable intelligence, I know you will love it. Well, all right. Learning to think differently. How can I renew my mind? We talked about being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Well, how do we do that? Well, I think there's four things. The first one is we have to meditate on God's Word. You know, we can meditate on a lot of things, and, and, and often the idea of meditation is we're emptying our minds, but scriptural meditation is we're not emptying our minds, we're actually filling our minds with God's Word. And the picture, the, the language that's used in the Greek when we talk about meditation is this idea of, of regurgitating, chewing the cud like a cow does. And, and, you know, that's not a real pleasant visual, but, but as a cow brings it back up and chews on it and gets some more nutrients out of it, that's what biblical meditation is. We, we put the Word inside of us, and, and we chew on it throughout the day. We bring it back up. We meditate on it. We think about it. We pray about it. We let it become a part of our lives. So that's what biblical meditation is. So meditate on God's Word. And, and you don't meditate on a huge passage. You meditate on a, a phrase. You meditate on a single verse. 
and you chew on it throughout the day and let it become a part of your life. Number two, we confess God's Word. Confession is one of those things that in some circles has been given a bad name, but God's Word should be on our lips. It should be confessed. We should be speaking God's Word over our life. Um, you know, if you're dealing with a financial crisis and you're, you're putting God first in your finances, what does the Bible say? Well, Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus. My God's going to supply all your needs. Um, if you're struggling in an area and you, you aren't sure you've got the strength to continue, Paul says again in Philippians, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Confess that over your life. If you feel like your life is coming unraveled and you're just not sure that God's really there, uh, what does it say in Romans 8? For we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So, so take God's Word and apply it. It's not a, a magic formula, but God's Word is living and powerful. And when we confess it over our lives, it builds faith in us and it allows us to see the goodness of God. So confess God's Word over your life. Remember, we're talking about learning to think differently. When you speak God's Word, it helps you to think differently. Number three, number three, pray God's Word. Pray God's Word. I don't know about you, but prayer can be difficult. Prayer can be hard. I lose my, my train of thought. I lose my focus. I, I get distracted. Maybe it doesn't happen to you, but it does to me sometimes. And what I've found is by opening the Bible and praying some of the prayers that are in the Bible, it helps me to stay focused. When you read the Psalms, they're full of prayers. Every emotion imaginable, you can find a prayer that goes along with it in the Psalms. When you read Paul's letters, um, you see these amazing prayers that he prayed for the churches that he had founded and, and worked with. And, and these are powerful prayers that you can pray over your life. Jesus even gave us a prayer. And, and the Lord's Prayer is a wonderful way to kind of jumpstart your prayer, prayer time in the mornings. I pray it almost every day. It's a, it's a powerful prayer. So, so learning to pray the Scriptures, again, we're talking about how do we think differently. Well, by praying God's Word, you're getting it deep inside you. So we meditate on God's Word. We confess God's Word. We pray God's Word. And then number four, we apply God's Word. How do you apply the scriptures? You know, this is important because James says we don't just, we're not just hearers, we're also doers. We're not just hearers, we're also doers of God's word. So how do we do it? You know, let me just make a suggestion. There's 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 any number of ways we can apply the scriptures, but maybe, maybe if you start somewhere as simple as the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5:22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. What if we, if we want to apply God's Word, what if we begin to take one or two of those and begin to work on them? Maybe, maybe I'm going to work on being kind this week. Look for ways that I can be kind to others. Maybe it's gentleness. Maybe you need to work on gentleness in your tone of voice and how you speak to your kids or your wife or people you work with. You're going to work on becoming more gentle. Maybe it's patience or self-control. What if we what if we took those and we worked on them diligently, intentionally, worked on them every single day for a few weeks? I wonder what would happen in our lives. 
But this is what happens when we apply God's Word. We begin to think differently. And we don't do it in our own power. We don't do it in our own strength. We say, Holy Spirit, help me to apply this. Help me to put this into work in my life so that it can become a part of me. So we, we meditate on God's Word. We confess God's Word. We pray God's Word. And then we apply God's Word in our lives. We obey. We do what the Scriptures say. And, you know, if you find yourself struggling with thinking about negative things, worry, impure thoughts, unforgiveness, or anything else, learn to apply God's Word to your situation. A daily application of God's promises will begin to shift your thinking. Now, this is, this is very, very different from the idea that says, well, I tried it once and it didn't work. No, no, we do this every single day until the day we die. Um, that's, that's how sanctification works. Sanctification is that process of becoming more like Christ, of having our minds renewed every single day. And, and so we have to work at it every single day until we see Jesus face to face, and then that work will be completed. You know, it takes us years to get screwed up. I mean, you think about it. It takes a person years to get screwed up in their thinking. That's why it's so good for our children to come to faith early so they don't have as many years to get um, unraveled. But, but it can take us a long time to get messed up, and it might take us a long time to, to begin to think in a different way, but that doesn't mean we're not working towards it. God's Word is living. It's active. It's powerful. And it has the power to renew our minds. It has the power to help us to think differently. It's up to us, but, you know, really, though, we've got, we're the ones that have to pick up the Bible and open it up and begin to get into the Scriptures and let it have its work in our lives. We can't just think, well, I go to church most Sundays. That's enough. Well, it's really not. That's really not. That's not going to renew the way you think. That hour and a half or hour or whatever you spend in church is not nearly enough to counteract the rest of your week uh, of living in a fallen world. We have to be diligent. We have to be intentional. We have to be the ones to to say, God, I, I want to change. I want to think differently. I want to apply your word in my life. Our thought patterns can be very strong. That's why they don't change easily. Um, especially the older we get. We can become very rooted in the way we think. We've got to constantly just stay humble and teachable before God so that He can change us and help us to think differently. Um, look, we can try any number of ways to shift the way that we think. But God's Word, God's powerful living Word, is a tried and true method that will work to change your life. It's been working for thousands of years and it will help you begin to think differently as well. Well, what area in your thought life, what area would you say, what's one thing um, that you could do to change a specific area in your thought life? If you deal with worry, what could you do to change that area of worry? You know, Paul says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, he says, he says, don't worry about, this is the New Living Translation, he says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If, if, if that's an area that you struggle with, the area of worry and anxiety, what if, what if you said, you know what, every single time I feel those thoughts of worry or anxiety or fear coming, I'm going to turn it into a prayer. God, you said, don't worry about anything pray about everything. I give this to you in Jesus' name, and I ask that you'd let your peace that passes all understanding come and fill me right now. 
And what if you have to do that 50 times a day? That's fine. At least you're doing it. You're creating a habit. You're creating, you're, you're changing the way that you think. So, so what other areas do you struggle with? Is it maybe in, in, in thinking on things that are impure? How can we bring that captive to, to where Christ is controlling our thoughts? How can we bring our thoughts under control? One of the things we can do there is not look at bad things. Um, if you're looking at, at, at porn or, or, or even just questionable things on the internet or, or on TV, we can't be surprised when these things pop up in our minds because what we, what we feed grows. So that's why we should starve these areas. But, but put God's Word in there. Let's begin to think differently. Well, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think? What are some other ways we can do to think differently? Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or a comment um, about today's episode. Let me know what you think. Uh, while you're there, make sure you drop your email address in so that we can stay in touch. Check out all the cool resources and other stuff on my website. I know you'll love it. And I will look so forward to seeing you next week on the